Howdy folks, welcome to The Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Jimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. There will be spoilers. Uh, 30-some year spoilers, but spoilers nonetheless. This is Wanderer's Road, episode number four, because that is the book that I am looking at today from IDW. But first, if you do want to send me any feedback, you can tweet me at Teal Productions. You can go to the Usagi Ojimbo Fans or Usagi Ojimbo Dojo Facebook pages. The website is bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit and usagipodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Just another fanboy.freeforums.net, the forums. So as I said, this is Usagi Ojimbo Wanderer's Road number four from IDW. The story is entitled Blade of the Gods, and this went on sale February 24th, 2021. Originally, this story appeared in Usagi Ojimbo Volume 1, Issue Number 10, on sale August 3rd, 1988. And it was previously covered by yours truly in Episode 22 of the show, which I dropped August 2nd, 2012. Dramatis Personae. Pretty short list, Miyamoto Usagi and Jay. And you know, I was thinking about it, as I am want to do, thinking about things. I don't do much, but I think about a lot of things. To be as close, potentially, to an arch-villain as Usagi has, Jay hasn't shown up very many times. That's interesting, that the character is that popular to the fans, but Stan has not seen fit to take that popularity and, you know, really use that with the character and, and have the character show up more than he, uh, Stan Sakai, creator, owner, everything of Usagi, wants to use it. So, uh, nice, nice restraint, I guess, by the creator to not overdo Jay, but I think there's room for a little bit more, you know. Now, again, the writer-artist-letterer for this book is Mr. Stan Sakai. This issue is colored by Rhonda Pattison. For those of you that aren't familiar, um, this is reprinted solely for the ability to color it. This is the first time that a lot of these original stories have ever appeared in color. So this is the opportunity to get those if that's what you're interested in. This cover uh, by Peach Momomo, excuse me, Peach Momoko. Uh, doesn't have any bearing on the story. Usagi, all armored up, showing a couple arrows in his armor. Sword drawn, Tokagi standing next to him on a crag on a beach. Coming forward, behind him is an ocean with waves pounding the surf, splashing up behind him. Very dramatic pose. Very pretty poster, if that was something that you would be interested in. I don't know if this was ever offered as a poster, being that it's a piece of original art by Peach Momoko. But um, it doesn't have a thing to do with the story. Looks pretty. Uh, so there we go. So the story opens with one, two, three, four, five, six gentlemen of the Triangle Seal Mon. Uh, it's, it's just a black triangle is what their Mon is. We, we don't know who it is. Maybe it comes up later in the series. Uh, it doesn't strike anything familiar with me. I know we just spoke about uh, a family that had a mon of three triangles, two at the bottom and one on the top, with touching in such a way that there was a triangle in between, right, that was hollow. Uh, but this is just a single filled-in black solid triangle on the mon. 
So they're chasing after something. Hurry. He can't be far ahead. The honor of our deceased master is at stake. I see someone. Yes, I see him too. Hey, you, stop. And these guys are clearly shown in motion. The figure is just standing on a nearby hillside. It's not attempting to get away. He's the one, all right. Turn around and face us. What do you want? The creature says with a really weird speech bubble. So it, it sounds interesting. And this creature is a wolf. I think is what it's intended to be. At least that's what it strikes me as. A extended snout a little bit, very pointy teeth, grayish with very short ears, thick black hair uh, tied in a kanmagi on top, much like Usagi's ears are. The Several of the members of this little entourage kind of faint back a little bit when they see this creature full on, but the one in charge... Uh, presses onward. You murdered our master, you demon. Don't you deny your deed. We have witnesses. And Jay, well, we find out, just keeps laughing. We know because we have read ahead, but this creature's name is Jay. So if you're reading this for the first time, that's going to turn out to be his name. Uh, sorry to spoil it. Why should I deny it? He was evil, so I was instructed to slay him. What? Evil? He was the fairest lord there is. Only a fire person, only a fine person, excuse me, could inspire such loyalty as we have. Then you must be no better than he was. What? Who told you to kill our master? A rival lord? No, it was the gods. The gods? Don't be ridiculous. How dare you blaspheme? Once, like you, I was cursed. The gods struck me with a fever, but when I recovered, I was blessed. They began speaking to me in my mind. They tell me of the evil ones of the world, and now they use me as their weapon of retribution. If I continue their work, I'll become one of them. You're mad. <laughs> Who are you to judge the will of the gods? Matter not. Our honor demands we avenge our lord. You meant spread out. So they encircle Jay, sword drawn, and they all scream, at the same time, and presumably all rush at the same time. Jay, who um, is reaching for the cover on his spear in the one image, but we never see him take it off. We have a panel here where we see a long extended ah, and then the word slash cut, vowit, wazim, whipped, and slit. One, two, three, four, five, six. So that presumably is the six members of this entourage. Next panel is a very, very nice, much nicer even in my mind than the cover, particularly if it were black and white, of Jay standing. Uh, spear covered, extending down, a crow behind him. Black and white uh, is his outfit. He's got the matching katana and wakazashi. Clouds in the background. The grass is is black and dark. Uh, we'll say because it's midnight or, or uh, night, right? Not because he has done anything. Not that he is so evil. He has corrupted the very ground. Yeah, nothing like that. It's just dark uh, they caught up with him near sunset, and it's a little after sunset, and this is a image with maybe the light being the afterglow of the sun and the darkened grass. Very, very dramatic. Usagi Jimbo, upper left-hand corner, bottom left-hand, Sakai, circa, or copyright, 1988, Blade of the Gods, uh, lower left. Nice, nice picture. Next page, we see uh, the first panel is night. Uh, there's a, a thunderstorm rolling through, blowing muchly. Uh, the, the trees are off from perpendicular to the ground. The wind is blowing so hard. 
We see Usagi, whose ears and what is loose enough on his vestment also blowing. Ah, just my luck to be caught out in a thunderstorm with no shelter in sight. Ah, there's a hut. Perhaps I can beg a fire. And down below, uh, next panel, we see the hut. Uh, in front of it is a pine tree that is now blown so hard it is swinging at probably 15 to 20 degrees from perpendicular. Big crackle of lightning in the sky with a death's head in the lightning, if you look closely. Open up! A wayfarer seeks shelter! Can you hear me in there? It's cold out here, is Augie. Uh, Augie? Yeah, I don't know. Usagi is beating on the door. Welcome, I'll open the door, comes a voice from inside in that same speech bubble that we saw with Jay earlier. Thank the gods. I'll be glad to get warm again, Usagi says, and we see him clutching his shoulders, shivering. <laughs> Jay opens the door and sticks his rather wicked-looking head out. <laughs> Usagi says, those eyes. And it's because to us, and I assume that's what they see also, uh, the eyes are white with no pupil, no color, just white holes in the head. Kind of like if you put a piece of paper like in a jack-o'-lantern after you cut out the eyes and then put the light behind that piece of paper. Yeah, kind of like that, the illuminated white uh, holes for the eyes. Well, are you going to stand out there all night? Come in. Um, yeah, of course. Thank you. Oh, I'm soaked to the bone. My name is Miyamoto Usagi. Call me Jay. And it's spelled J-E-I. I, I believe it's pronounced J. Again. If not, please, someone out there, correct me so that I can incorporate that into what little knowledge I have about Usagi, and, and at least I'll be right about something, right? So, uh, pardon my intrusion into your home. This isn't my home. Its owner was executed. Executed? Then he was a criminal. No, he was evil. Evil? I, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, don't mind me. I was just making conversation. And uh, Jay is sitting here cleaning his blade, and Usagi notices and exclaims, Black! Your blade is black! What? Jay looks up. Uh, forgive me, it was a, a trick of the light as you cleaned your spear. I know the blade is the soul of the samurai. I, I meant no offense. Well, forget it. Let's blame it on the flickering fire. Jay knows all the time that his blade is black, but we see him putting the cover back on it nonetheless. And the interesting thing about the cover... It looks like a piece of forged iron that has been uh, folded over in some sort of Damascus pattern is what it strikes me as. Like maybe it's a, a teardrop Damascus uh, metallic cover on the spear, something like that. It's it's very, very interestingly drawn. If it's not metal, um, I would be interested to know how they did that. And if it is metal, I would be interested to know how they did that too. And pardon me for dropping uh, teardrop Raindrop Damascus. I've, I've watched too much Forged and Fire. Some things have stuck. So Usagi is sitting here uh, warming himself by the fire. Now, interesting to me is that he's in this hut with Dude, who scares the poo out of him, okay? Just on several different levels. Usagi's adding fire. He's noticing that the cold isn't diminishing no matter how much fire he adds, but he is not sitting uh, or standing. He's kind of squatting one knee down and the other leg bent. So he's kind of mid-kneel, mid-squat, halfway in between the two. Almost like he is, you know, ready for something to happen, or he's not completely relaxed, just in case. Something like that. Next page, next panel, uh, more storm outside, more more than perpendicular tree. Again, it's, it's bent at about a 15 or 20 degree angle. Usagi is sleeping, eh, maybe sleeping, feigning sleep, holding his sword. A uh, spot is 
warming up. Is spot warming up? No, it's not spot anymore, is it? It's just a tokage that is inside with him somehow. Uh, Jay's over in the corner asleep. One sword leaning against the wall on one side, his spear leaning against the wall on the other. Uh, suddenly, he, Jay, like, grimaces awake for some reason, grabs up his spear, and it's already unsheathed, and he says loudly. Doesn't really yell, but he says loudly. You can't hide your true nature from the gods, Ronan. And he t- attacks Usagi, who grabs up his sword, and we see... Uh, winding up the smoke from the fire here next to Usagi is a death's head in the smoke. So death is all around Usagi, this story. Why attack me, he says, unsheathing his sword, uh, taking a step back to avoid the spear strike. Don't act innocent, Usagi. The gods have revealed your evil nature to me. If I kill you, I'll be one step closer to joining them. Banter here back and forth. A couple cool panels. Uh, One is from Usagi's perspective. As he parries and avoids one, two, three, four, five um, spear thrusts. And then the next panel, Jay is speaking. An emissary of the gods sets the standards of sanity in this world. It's you who are abnormal. As he is thrusting five times uh, to try to skewer Usagi. So a, a couple panels of very quick, rapid strikes by Jay. Finally, he pins Usagi by the loose under portion of his tunic. And I apologize, I should have looked that up. I know it's not called a tunic in Japan, but in my Anglo, my Anglo knowledge, that's the best I can do. But he, he pins him to the wall by that. And then that hand is holding a sword, uh, presumably the katana, Well, his right hand. Usagi is backed up to the wall now. His right hand is pinned to the wall, holding his uh, katana. He reaches, reaches with his left hand, draws his wakizashi, and parries a sword blow from Jay with that hand, while Jay is holding the spear, holding Usagi to the wall with the other hand. So it's a stalemate, Usagi. And this this panel is really cool because you can you can really see it because it's colored. But they are both against the wall, right? And then they have the fire that was being used for warmth. And presumably, by the way this is colored, the camera is on the other side of the fire. So the light source is in between, but it's not fully illuminating everything because it's it's like the camera is not dead on in line with the light source and then Usagi J. It's kind of like, what would this be? Us- like the camera frame is left of center looking kind of past the fire on the right side, down below camera, right? Looking at Usagi and Jay. So you see lit portions, but you also see shadowed portions and darkened portions where portions of their body are just out of reach of the firelight. Really cool um, design. Makes me want to pull the black and white and see if it's shaded in some way to give this impression as well, or if this is something unique to the way that Pattison colored it. Maybe I'll do that after I get done here tonight. So, sorry. Uh, rabbit hole there, guys. Um, so, it's a stalemate, says Usagi. No, Jay says, and he kicks Usagi through the wall. Uh, they boast, both bust through the wall, uh, Usagi falling into a nearby puddle and rolling through, coming up ready to parry, strike, you know, whatever he needs to do as Jay steps out through the hole, 
pushes his advantage with his spear, uh, thrusting and, and swiping at Usagi. Usagi grimacing and stepping back gradually with, uh, we're going to say katana in hand, but I don't know. Yeah, it looks like he dropped the wakizashi when he fell and maintained his grip on the katana. So that's cool. Uh, Jay pressing forward with a thrust. Usagi dodges. It just dodges his head. Um, sword strike parries of several thrusts of the spear. Jay is surprised that Usagi is as good as he is. And in that surprise, Usagi presses the attack and Jay has to block it with the shaft of the spear, knocking it slightly aside, allowing him to jump and massively attack Jay. He gets through and does do some damage to him, some amount of um, slicing of Usagi's sword. Usagi says, what? You still live? That wound should be fatal. And Jay says, I, I bleed, but I can't be hurt. I've never before been harmed. Have the gods suddenly abandoned me? And he's thinking, talking to himself. He turns his back to Usagi and then turns back around. And just as he's getting ready to attack, we have a panel here where we see a massive lightning strike coming down. Again, death's head illuminated in it. It strikes the tree that is um, looks to be... Prior to the lightning strike, it looks to be next to Usagi. During the lightning strike, as it's illustrated, it looks to be between the two of them, but I guess it's beside Usagi because the lightning lightning strike hits the tree, splitting the tree and throwing Usagi off to the side with the force of the strike. So now there's some light. The tree, uh, what portion of the tree is left, is burning. Jay presses his attack, and he's running towards Usagi, about to uh, slice downward with that spear and a massive lightning strike strikes the spear travels down the spear through Jay with a great crack back a doom a la Walter Simonson. And we see the next day, uh, there's some crickets here chirping on a flower. It's a, a bright sky. It's not blue. It, it's just white. So it's a, a bright, clear sky, a crow calling that wakes up Usagi He's laying here off to the side, and he says, oh, I'm alive, sort of. Oh, my head. I can't believe it. Almost struck by lightning twice in one night. What about Jay? And you see over, uh, Usagi pulls his sword from the ground where it's um, um, point down into the ground, and, and off to the side is Jay's spear, very warped and bent, but smoking and smoldering in the air. And Usagi says... Uh, was he really an emissary of the gods, now going gone to join them? I guess I'll never know, as presumably, uh, this last panel can't really tell, but I guess he's just turned and walking away from the sight of this big lightning strike. We have a really cool image on the next page here, which is a preview of the A cover for next month's Wanderer's Road, and it's by Peach Momoko also. And it's a very whimsical cover. It's got Usagi... Uh, from uh, the chest, mid-chest, up to the knot on his head there below his ears, laying in a field of dandelions, some of them in full bloom, some of them already gone to seed, and the seeds blowing all around. So it's it's much more whimsical than we typically will see Usagi. And uh, that ends that issue. Not any uh, terms of significance that I remember seeing, just, you know, again, my thoughts are for Jay to be as fan popular and pivotal, uh, perhaps 
Now, as as Usagi, I, I won't say anything more. I, I know there are other occurrences of J. I don't think I've read them all, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe there are significantly more to kind of satisfy my curiosity, and I just haven't read them yet. I'm only in the mid-50s of Volume 3, um, and I think J may have turned up again in Volume 4. Maybe not. I don't know. But I think there's at least one or maybe two more appearances in the uh, third volume of Usagi that I just haven't run into yet. So definitely look forward to those. Alrighty, guys. Um, next episode, I'll be looking at volume three, issue number 57, which was on sale May 29th of 2002. So I'll talk to you about more Usagi then. Thanks for hanging out. Listen to me next time, guys. Hope you enjoy it. Ciao.